All right, so welcome. This is the Meadow Report. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And I'm Vanessa Cassani. And Vanessa and I like to um, bring you, our listeners, different things that we run into. Uh, mm-hmm. The Meadow Report is about women going out into the meadow and bringing back the information of the things that they've found. And this is our modern take on that uh, method of communication. Yes. And this past week, I had an experience where I got a letter in the mail um, for a franchise tax that I did not know I owed. And so I was trying to figure out what to do with that and ran into our guest today. So I met Ty at a networking event. I know somebody Houston networking event and we were in need of a treasurer at the time. And she said, sure, I'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome Ty. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. You guys. Thank you for being here. And um, so um, tell us about your company and the name of it, how you got started in it and what you do. Sure. So um, I'm the owner operator of City of Financial Solutions. Uh, we're a full service accounting firm. Um, I help people with their mostly business owners with their um, their accounting, setting up their workflow systems uh, as far as um, receiving payments, uh, paying out to their vendors, and just kind of helping them get an overall um, sense and peace of mind of how they should be running their books so that they're in compliance with the IRS and state laws, and then also so they understand exactly how their business is running. So I do some behind-the-scenes um, CFO-type services for them, um, kind of helping them understand their financials and understand um, where their money may be moving out or, you know, just kind of helping them get the data that they need to make smart financial decisions for their business. Um, I started out doing taxes about 17 years ago um, when I was Oh, a long time ago when I was around 18 or so, my dad set up a nonprofit um, organization. And so I uh, used my community service, uh, setting up missions and rescue missions and working with the homeless and all that. So I kind of got my introduction to business from um, working alongside him and helping him out. So um, ever since then, I've just really had a passion for nonprofit businesses and uh, for just teaching and helping people in their for-profit businesses as well, understand their finances. Which is how we met, exactly. Like, um, she came to a a networking event, and um, we met. And I really was drawn to your energy right away. But um, also, I am not, um, I mean, I kind of, like, pay attention to my own money, but, you know, that's a whole other story. Um, But I didn't for a long time. Mm And uh, I'm not really um, so much a numbers person. I do think um, I do coaching and a lot of my clients, I, I, you know, I counsel, don't do things for money and pay attention to your money. Make sure that you're, if you're going to do this, it's making money. It's more of a generalization thing like that, where you is, you are more analytical and sort of critical of the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So we drill down and we go through. Um, the income and the various income sources that your business is making money through and, um, you know, kind of figuring out where the business owner needs to focus more of their time and attention, maybe um, where they can cut out some expenses to increase their uh, their cash flow and um, 
kind of projecting for the future so they can create a budget and um, make sure that they're, you know, paying their taxes. Because a lot of times I see uh, business owners not really being aware of the quarterly tax statements that they need to make. And so it kind of sneaks mm-hmm. up on them. Um, so we, we try to be more proactive with your finances instead of reactive. Yeah, that was totally me. I've been <laughs> in business for a few years, but I officially became an LLC last year. And I really didn't, I think everything was kind of sloppy. I didn't know what I was doing as it related to money. Um, this whole business thing is really new for me. But when I got that letter, I was kind of freaking out. <laughs> and so um, I knew I needed to kind of get some clarity on, you know, bookings and small business stuff around money, right. taxes and all that. So I find that like with business owners, they they kind of, you know, like, like you said, freak out a little bit about it because they're, they don't know. And mm-hmm. so part of my job is just to kind of reassure them and to give them um, some peace of mind. A lot of times things are not as bad as it, as it seems. Right. And I, I think you did a really good job with that with me. And it's hard because like you're a business owner, you're really just kind of focused on your craft. And then you have like this other part of the business mm-hmm. as it relates to money and paying your quarterly taxes and keeping your bookings. Um, clean and precise and yeah right so um how much of an impact um does your work ty have on a business like um vanessa's um where it's a solopreneur and you know she's just got this great idea and this great product that she wants to market but is not really putting you know she didn't do and it set up her finances in the beginning and then someone like you comes along you know how much of an impact can that have that has a, a lot of impact um especially when you're first starting out um like i said it can be a little overwhelming because you know you're just focusing on getting customers and mm-hmm. handling the business and doing the business that you love you know whatever that may be so the a lot of times the bookkeeping is the tedious, kind of boring part of running a business, and people tend to avoid it or wait to the last minute or wait till okay. you know, April 15th to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so um, it kind of builds up some stress and anxiety throughout the, throughout the year because it's kind of in the back of your mind, oh, I need to do this, and I don't know if I'm paying my taxes, and, um, you know, I don't really know how much I made this year because I'm kind of just living in the day-to-day and running the business, but I'm not actually taking that analytical time, you know, that time to look critically at what my numbers, you know, really are. So um, it definitely helps um, working with me because I, you know, want to make sure that that business owner understands where the numbers are so that they have a clear, you know, clear understanding going forward. It also helps them to see where, hey, you know, this maybe this is my flow period during the year. If I'm looking, you know, at my historical data, I can tell and for and budget for those low times of the year. So cash flow is a big is a big deal. Of course, a lot of businesses go out of business in the first couple of years because of lack of cash flow. So that um, I think that's probably one of the biggest impacts is just you know keeping up with your your finances on a day to day basis can help you make decisions and head off any issues that you may have with cash flow. So that's it's interesting that you segued right into that because I was going to ask you what's one of the main numbers that a business owner should watch and what do you look at in order to determine um, where they're at. So I'm guessing that you kind of like look at their cash flow, like do a spreadsheet and look at as how it is throughout the year, and then that's how you can kind of tell like where their slow period is. Right. 
so part of uh, what we do monthly is we'll sit down um, after the I've done the uh, financial reports for the previous month. Um, we'll sit down and and look at those numbers, or they'll have a chance to re- review them before we meet. And it, what I give them is, um, you know, what the the business did for that month before. So that's all of the income coming in by product by service, all of the expenses by product by service. Um, you know, where they've been spending money, um, the majority of their expenses, like the top five um, expenses that they have so that they can take a look at that, you know, where most of the money is going. And then we'll also do a comparison. So we'll do a comparison to the month before. We'll do a comparison to the last 12 months from from that time period so they can kind of see what's been going on. Like um, year over year. Like in that year, Uh right? So if they've, you know, happen to notice, um, hey, this is the best month ever or, um, you know, things are going really well or things are a little bit slow compared to how they have been previously and why are they slow and what's been going on and, you know, what do they need to make adjustments? Mm-hmm. So um, what are some of the tools that you use? Do you use like an Excel spreadsheet or do you recommend um a program, and let's talk about um, you know the different size company too, like the solopreneur, and then maybe somebody who has twenty employees or less, and then a larger company. Right. So um, one of the one of the main groups of people that I work with, or the, the main industry that I work with, is online entrepreneurs. So I work a lot with um, influencers, people who have online businesses, um, people who are maybe. Um, YouTube influencers or bloggers or speakers, coaches, that type of thing. So mostly service-based businesses. Um, so usually, depending on you know where they are in their business that they're just starting out versus you know they're bringing in a million dollars a year now, um, I have different tools that I recommend based on where they are. A lot of times, uh, something like QuickBooks Self-Employed, which is a, a cloud-based um, accounting program, is good for the solopreneur that's just starting out and, you know, just doesn't need to feel overwhelmed by an accounting program. They need something simple that they can use that, you know, keeps up with their money um, and, you know, keeps up with it from a day-to-day basis and lets them understand how much they're going to need to pay in quarterly taxes. So QuickBooks Self-Employed is good for that. Um, Businesses who rely heavily on sending out invoices, um, I recommend something like FreshBooks. Um, FreshBooks is a really good program to use for um, keeping up with accounts receivable. So those people who owe you and um, who owes you and how much and all that. And it's also cloud-based. Most of the programs that I recommend are cloud-based because it, it backs up your data automatically and allows you to um, be anywhere and access your data as opposed to having software installed on your computer. And if you're not at your computer, you won't you know you won't have access to that software. Mm. So um, does the bank account, um, is it like linked directly to the software? Yes. So, uh, for example, QuickBooks Self-Employed, you can connect your um, your bank account to it, and it feeds that data automatically in. Uh, for FreshBooks, you can set that up if you want, but for the most part, that's more of a, it's not really an accounting software per se as far as, you know, debits and credits and all of that. It's more so... Um, like a freelancer, it's it's designed for freelancers, so it's more of an invoicing software. Right. And so, yeah. um, see that. There's no, 
there's not a lot of uh, features where you know you can have your bank feed attached to it and all that. Mm-hmm. Mostly mm-hmm. manually entering. So, um, but yeah, the uh, QuickBooks self-employed. A lot of all of the QuickBooks online uh, subscriptions are cloud-based, and then there's also programs like Xero, X-E-R-O. Um, they're becoming more popular in the U.S. as an accounting program. So between those two companies, um, they offer part of their features are, are the bank fee being connected up directly. So you're not having to enter data every time you make a purchase or money comes in. So I have a couple of questions about money coming in. Um, do you use, do you recommend different um, tools as far as like, I don't know, there's Square or what's the other one? Um, Slide or something like that. There's Square, um, Stripe, Stripe. Stripe. Yeah, yeah those, mm-hmm. there's quite it, a few different. Is there is it to uh solopreneurs or any business owners benefit to deal with them all or should you pick one? You know, what what's your advice around that? Well, it kind of depends on what works for your business. I have um I have one small business owner client who receives PayPal payments and also receives um Stripe payments. But that's because she has she has a service based business. Um, and then also she has an online business where she sells products. So sometimes if you're, you know, you have money coming in from different ways, you might have different uh, merchants set up. So for example, um, she would have her online, uh, she has online like info products, so books, books and um, templates and stuff like that. And then I think that's connected. Her website's connected to Stripe. So there's money coming in through Stripe, and then there's also um, her services directly to because um, she's a personal trainer, so she she trains people directly, mm-hmm. and usually they pay by um, PayPal or cash or something like that. So, um, mm-hmm. so there's you know it's just a matter of making sure you're running the reports for for each merchant that you use every month, and understanding you know what you're paying in fees and where the majority of your payment is going through. I myself personally um, take payments through Stripe and then also um, through ACH. So FreshBooks allows you to take PayPal payments for fifty cents, and then also you can have bank transfers and stuff through that too. So mm-hmm. I I try to keep I try to recommend using them more than maybe two um, two methods of, of payment. So like if you use PayPal and Stripe, that's fine. It just gets to be a lot to keep up with if you're doing payments to a lot of different um, venues. Right. Most okay. online, you know, e commerce or merchant sites allow you to pick one so right um, okay all right so um that kind of got my next question is like what happens when um when you do receive uh income from several different um methods you know how do you how do you keep track of all of that stuff is that something that like you would do as as the person helping them or does the business owner need to do that that's something um, I can do with them, or if that's something they want me to handle for them, I can. Um, I work with diff- business owners kind of on different levels, depending on how involved they want to be in, or how busy they are. So a lot of times they um, want me to kind of take over basically CFO services for their business. So I monitor and, and track all of that. A lot of times they just need a once-a-month um, review of their finances. So we may just meet once a month and go over things that way. And they keep up with their um, strike reports or their square reports or, or what have you. 
So it kind of um, kind of depends how involved I get in their business. So I also want, yeah. was wondering, like you said, um, quarterly taxes. So for someone like um, Vanessa who just has herself and she, you know, if she uses someone, she kind of like uses it for a contract basis. How are her quarterly taxes calculated? What percentage of the money that she brings in? I mean, is it, do all of the expenses come off of that first or how, how does that part work? Right. So when you're you're paying your quarterly taxes, um, the IRS wants you to pay quarterly estimated taxes. So they're basing it on um, what you think you may make for the year. So for example, um, quarter say quarter two was the last uh, the last payment that was sent in. What you would do is you would take your income and you would subtract the business expenses that came out of that, and then what's left is the profit, and that's what you're going to pay estimated quarterly tax payments on because so basically you're you're paying your income taxes ahead of time right. instead of waiting till the end of the year and having you know one big bill right they actually penalize you if you do that they want you to pay throughout the year so um you just take your income and uh, subtract your expenses and what's left is your profit and then the program kind of like quickbooks self-employed will keep a running total based on um, the data that's that's put in, it'll keep kind of a running total of what your estimated quarterly tax payments would be for that particular uh, for that particular quarter. So it again gives you a, an an idea, but that's something you can calculate yourself at any point. Just look at you know what you brought in for that time period, what came out um, as business expenses, and then your profit, which is what you know what's left. That's what you're going to pay income tax on. Hmm. Okay. And so we generally say, um, I've heard estimates from anywhere from, you know, 15 to 30%, and it kind of depends on what your income level is. Um, and then also, if you are if you live in a state where you have state income tax, you need to um, pull out money for that as well. So you make estimated state tax payments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I really like that pay. idea of paying quarterly because when tax season comes, it seems like everyone just gets super crazy and stressed trying to pull everything <laughs> together. So, mm -hmm. so what yeah, was and you just keep? It's kind of like I always say: if you're, you know, you're working on a job, your employer is taking that money out for you. Mm -hmm. So, if you're running your own business, you have to kind of keep keep that same habit going. Whereas you're yeah. making money. You're not spending all of it, or you're not, you know, you're not looking at all of it like, oh, I can spend this. You automatically start pulling a certain percentage out each time you make some money mm -hmm. and set it aside in a savings account for taxes. And that really helps because I've seen business owners where they may make some tax payments, but in the end of the year, just based on maybe some miscalculation or something, they end up owing, you know, for example, like $7,500. But because they have that money in the savings account, they can just go ahead and pay it all at once. Yeah. Correct. So what would you recommend to somebody who's like not good at keeping their own records? Does the QuickBooks like, I mean, what would the frequency with that be? Like if it's attached to your bank account, everything that you're doing money-wise is going in and out of the bank account. Is all of that being recorded for you or do you need to keep additional records? How, how does that work? So yeah, for 
um, any business owner, for every business owner, just to be compliant, one of the main things that they need to make sure they do is to keep a completely separate bank account for the business. That's going to, you know, even if they feel like they're just stressed and they don't have a lot of time to keep their books, that's the number one thing that's going to at least keep um, all of their data in one place. So as far as, like, using your personal card when you go to the, you know, to the store to buy stuff, like, you would really want to stay away from that. You want to keep your business expenses paid for separately out of a, you know, business account or a separate account that's completely not attached to your personal bank account. And then um, that's kind of the first level of organization, just, you know, keeping all that in one place. And also, if you're using a program, uh, some type of program like a, a QuickBooks Self-Employed or FreshBooks or something, you're going to want to make sure that you're still going in periodically every week or every month and making sure that your your expenses are categorized correctly. Because what it's going to do is going to pull all the, all of the data. It's going to pull the transactions from your uh, your bank account but it's not going to categorize it for you. So you as a business owner do need to make some time every month or, you know, every week to keep up with your, at least keep up with your books as far as categorizing your expenses into the proper categories. And that's going to save you a lot of time later on down the road. And Um, why do they have to do that? What difference does it make? Well, it's going to make a difference, um, in deductions, and it's going to make a difference also in you understanding where your expenses are coming from. Mm. So if you're, um, for example, I know a lot of online business owners tend to subscribe to a lot of different programs. There's, you know, there's your email marketing system. There's, you know, something like lead pages where you make sales pages. There's um, coaching, a lot of different stuff that you pay for monthly. And so you want to make sure that everything is in that uh, category that it's supposed to be in because when you do your taxes, for one thing, if you're a sole proprietor, you're going to file a Schedule C. And that Schedule C is going to be divided into the categories that the IRS uh, recommends. And so you're going to need to enter that data based on each of those categories. So, for example, you know, one of the lines is office supplies, or one of the lines is travel. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need to understand exactly what you're spending in, in each of these categories. And so that's why you have to, um, the software can pull the data for you, but you have to go in and actually you know, put it in yeah. the category that goes through. Yeah, right? you tell and it also helps you understand what you're spending and maybe where you're spending too much. Or, you know, I have all these online tools that I'm that I'm paying for monthly, but I'm not using half of them. You know, some this is a an area where I could cut expenses. You know, that type of thing. So it, it's important for the business owner, but it's also important for uh, compliance with the IRS. So is that a a window that like a snapshot that you can look at um, every month or quarterly or just at the year end? No, that definitely you want to review that every month and sometimes every week, depending on how busy your business is. Mm. Um, if you're looking at your profit and loss statement, which is also called an income statement, you can run that report at any time. So you can, you know, if you just want to see, well, what did I do so far for this month, maybe halfway through the month, you want to take a look and see, um, you know, what you've brought in so far, or what you've spent so far. You can run that profit and loss statement for any time period, and it'll, you know, it'll tell you what, what money came in and where that came from, and then also what you spent. Mm-hmm. And at what point would you recommend a company hire a service like yours, like with a certain amount of revenue earned each year? Do you have like a recommendation for that? Well, usually I try to 
you know, I've been an entrepreneur, so I understand trying to bootstrap and, you know, keep expenses down. Mm-hmm. So um, I do help people, like, get their their startups together as far as, like, if they need to create a corporation or something like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times in the beginning, maybe the first year or two, they're trying to keep costs down. Right. So they, you know, I would recommend at least using, you know, something like a QuickBooks self-employed to um, keep track of your expenses and your, your income. And then also, um, you know, just kind of keeping costs down. That, that has a pretty low, I think it's like $5 a month. So mm-hmm. it, it gets to be, once you get to a point where you're like super busy or you know that things are picking up and you really don't have time to keep up with it, with your um, finances or you notice that, you know, I haven't, I'm kind of five months behind on, you know, managing my books and keeping up with my books and stuff. Yeah. Maybe a good idea to hire at least a bookkeeper to, to take a look at that for you. I do have some clients where um, they manage their, their money themselves and we do a quarterly review. So, you know, there are different levels depending on how involved you need your, your bookkeeper or your account. Yeah, and I really you're, like you're just starting out, yeah, that's that's definitely something you want to do yourself. And then maybe have um, an accountant or have someone review that for you quarterly just to make sure that your books are still clean and mm-hmm. that everything is good. But while you're you know, just starting out, it's a good idea to to understand that and to get in the habit of reviewing those books yourself. And then as you grow, um, you may want to take on, you know, an accountant or at least a bookkeeper that will keep the books and stuff for you. Find somebody that you can trust. Yeah. So that is a really good point, Ty. Um, would you tell us, you know, define the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant, CPA? What, you know, what, what do all those things mean? Right. So you're, um, a lot of times people use accountant and bookkeeper interchangeably, kind of depends. But uh, for the most part, a bookkeeper is the one um, that's managing your data. So they're not doing any type of like advisory services. And, um, they're not usually like helping you budget or create a, a forecast um, or doing any analytical work. They're just keeping up with the books itself. So as the money's coming in, the money's going out, um, they're keeping that information, they're receiving that information and keeping it organized so that you can, you know, understand where your business is at any point. So a lot of times they're keeping up with who owes you money, um, who you owe, that type of thing. Um, an accountant is going to go more into um, advisory services. So they're going to um, sit down with you and kind of consult with you on what the, the numbers mean. And mm-hmm. you know what kind of decisions that you you can make, and kind of forecasting like, hey, if you keep continuing, you know, this particular trend, you're going to run out of money, you know, in three months or something like that. So they're yeah. giving you um, a little bit more of an analytical look at those same numbers. So it's it's good to at least have a bookkeeper so that you know those numbers are being kept up with, and you can make sure you pay your estimated quarterly tax statements, and you're keeping up with. Um, you know, especially if you're you're just kind of working, 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 and you're sending out invoices, but you're not keeping up with who's who's paid you and who hasn't. A bookkeeper will be um, good for that, and then an accountant will help um, kind of help you make sense of the numbers. And can a bookkeeper so can a bookkeeper um, do your taxes for you and file your quarterly like that? If they if they do that, um, I know some bookkeepers who can't stand taxes who hate taxes so they'll send me their you know they'll do the bookkeeping for the year and then I'll do the client's taxes 
And so I have some partnership with, with bookkeepers that way. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I handle bookkeeping and tax and accounting. Um, and But there are some bookkeepers who do both bookkeeping and tax. So it kind of depends. Everybody doesn't do taxes. Everybody doesn't like taxes. I'm kind of one of those weird people that does. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's where I got my start. So um, I know accountants and CPAs who don't do taxes. And so they have somebody who specializes in taxes that they, you know, that they rely on. So they may do the client's books for the year and then give that data to the tax preparer. Um, sometimes you have bookkeepers who um, keep up with your books throughout the year and then that helps you have your financial statement done and ready in January so that that information goes to the accountant or the tax preparer uh, for preparation of the tax return. So it's sometimes they people see their CPA once a year or they may deal with their bookkeeper you know every week or every month. Mm. And then also you have um, uh, you have EAs, enrolled agents. So I, I've completed my uh, enrolled agent uh, license requirements this earlier this year. And so enrolled agents are similar. I always say similar to CPAs in that um, they're kind of on that same level as far as dealing with the IRS, but they're more focused on tax, whereas CPAs may be focused on accounting and tax mm-hmm. and audits and all of that. Uh, an enrolled agent is an IRS, it's an IRS designation and it's focused completely on taxes. So when it comes to tax time, an enrolled agent usually is like one of the best people to, to have to do taxes. What's the biggest mistake, uh, you know, small business owners make as far as their numbers? Under, other than intermingling their finances, which is a big thing, um, just, you know, not keeping up with with their books on a, on a day-to-day basis. Uh-huh. And intermingling is probably one of the, the biggest areas um, that I've seen business owners kind of um, falter in. And it's just because, you know, you may have to go buy something for your business and you don't have your business card on you. You just have your, your personal. So you're like, okay, I'll just go ahead and buy this and then I'll, you know, make a note about it later. And a lot of times later doesn't come because you're, you know, get so busy that, um, you end up missing those deductions because you didn't, you know, you didn't account for it. Yeah. So just keeping business uh, expenses separate from your personal expenses is big. Or you may, you know, a, pay, a client may pay an invoice, so you got money in, and so you're at the store buying groceries for the house, and you're like, well, I'll just use this card here. <laughs> and so you've got groceries coming out of your business account. Yeah. And that kind of makes it, you know, a little bit, it's just extra work. Yeah. You know, at the at the end of the of the period to separate those out and figure things out, and that that kind of is part of the reason business owners get discouraged uh, sometimes with dealing with their books because they're like, well, now I got to separate all this, and I don't remember what that expense was, and I don't know what I did to receipt for this, and so it just kind of gets a little bit muddied. Mm-hmm. You want to make it as easy for yourself as possible because you know you are like every everything to your business. So you're the marketer, you're the accountant, you're the, the person actually handling clients. So anything that you can do to make your life easier as a business owner, you know, because you are wearing all those hats, you want to make sure you do that. And part of that is just keeping all of your finances separate and organized. Wow. Yeah. Very informative. Really, really good information. Do you have a parting shot? Don't forget to... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> File <Pay> quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
there's there are so many things. I would say uh, definitely um, to to the business owner that is, you know, still a young business starting out. Just don't be discouraged. Um, definitely, you want to you want to check your cash flow. That's yeah. like one of the biggest things because that's where businesses end up closing because your cash flow is not there. You want to make sure that you're you're not just buying any and everything out there. Really being mindful of your your purchases, mm-hmm. and then also creating a plan for um, for revenue. So creating goals, finding out how many clients you need at you know your different price points mm-hmm. to be able to at least support your business in its bare bonds expenses. Yeah. So once you figure out like exactly you know well this is what I need bare minimum just to meet my obligations and just to pay the bills, keep the lights on. That'll that'll help you figure out how many clients you need and that'll give you a goal to shoot for so you're not spinning your wheels. So everything, you know, has a purpose. Do you ever do that like with someone like thinking of like say someone has a corporate job and then they want to, you know, venture out and and start their own business, they want to start coaching. Do you ever do that kind of counsel where you'll help them like figure out how much they need and so yes, we have um Yes, I do some financial coaching. Uh, if the business owner is like still in nine to five, a lot of times their their goal is to quit their their nine to five, and they have to figure out what they need to do that. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, when I went completely on my own um, back in 2014, that was that was like one of the first things I needed to do was keep up with what do I need just to keep keep going because if I you know if I don't know that number, I'll end up not understanding why I'm broke, you know, or why the business isn't making the money that it's it's supposed to be making to pay the bills. So what we do um, oftentimes is sit down and figure out first what are, what do they need to live on, you know, if yeah. they were to quit their job, what exactly do they need to live on, just like the basics. And that's where I partner a lot with um, personal finance advisors. I have a, a lot of friends in the personal finance space. And so their uh, their focus is on, you know, budgeting, getting out of debt, um, helping the, the business owner understand where their money is going and what they need to live on. And mm-hmm. so once we worked on that and figured that out, then we go into, well, what do you need, um, you know, for your business? And so if they've already started their business and maybe they're just running it on the side, it's pretty easy to, to go in and figure out what they need to do to scale up, and yeah. to scale up enough so that they can support themselves. So that'll be um, one thing that we look at with, you know, what level does your business revenue need to hit in order for you to, to quit your job? And then what, you know, what do you want to pay yourself? And once we figure out, you know, what they want to pay themselves, what they're going to need to live on, what the business is going to need to survive, and we can really set a goal for, you know, X amount of uh, clients or, you know, what we need to do to, to market. And a lot of times that drives, you know, their marketing, their email marketing, their yeah. um you know, they're the, the leads that they, they, they generate every month. Yeah. So that kind of, you know, helps you figure out everything else in the business. Well, I definitely see the value in having a service like yours for even a small business because it could definitely help scale. Mm-hmm. Well, even just like the the knowledge and just the support, you know, it just, you know, from here it's like, I can see how beneficial it would be to have a person like you in my in my corner, you know, For my sure. team, you know, definitely. Yes, thank you. I'm um, working on some online 
uh, courses for business owners who maybe feel they can't afford an accountant yet, but they really do want to keep up with, you know, with everything and make sure they're compliant. So, mm-hmm. it, um, and, you know, developing some resources for, for awesome. that particular niche of people. Yeah. Because, you know, you may not be able to hire an accountant immediately, but the IRS is really not going to they're not going to care either way. They just want to make sure that you're compliant. Yeah. 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 Well, we thank you so much. I appreciate your time and um, all of the information. We're going to have to have you back because we did miss a couple of topics, you know, big ones, um, insurance (laughs) and, um, you know, taking care of your retirement. But that's like a whole nother. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That is definitely a whole other episode by itself. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for your time. And listener, if you um, want to get in touch with Ty, how would they find you? So, um, you can find me on social media at Sadia Financial. That's S as in Sam, A-I-D-I-A Financial. Um, SadiaFinancial.com and on our social media at Sadia Financial. And we will put that on the cover as well, Sadia yes. Financial, and mm-hmm. uh, a sweet picture of you because you're a very – um, warm and easy person to be around, yes. and um, thank you. I, thank you. I, 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 I'm about you. I know. I miss seeing you all the time. I know. We have to get together and do lunch or something sometimes. Too. Definitely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ty. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.